Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Manxiety Podcast. We're your hosts, Ashad and Matt. Before we get started, if you're enjoying the show, please subscribe so you can get notified of new episodes. If you want to share this with your friends, you can find us on all podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This week, we'll be talking about questions. Matt's a big questioner. He questions things all the time. So we're going to be focusing on him a little bit. I'm trying to figure out how to ask tough questions. Because uh, some of us that aren't questioners uh, aren't, aren't so used to asking those questions. You know, for Matt, it's easy. He just goes around questioning everything in his life. For the rest of us, you know, there, there are some certainties in our lives, so we don't have to question it so often. Am I right, Matt, or am I right? I don't think that's how it works. So now I have a lot of questions about how See? See? Qu- there he goes with the questions again, guys. I told you, this is just what questioners do. They enjoy this. They enjoy asking us questions. And if you're wondering why I'm saying questioner, um, Matt will explain that because he's better at it than I am. Uh, I'm a rebel, by the way. What's up, y'all? I, I was I was about to say it's like uh, we should probably explain what that is first. But there's this book called The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. And she talks about ways in which people are like internally motivated to do tax, tasks and then externally motivated. So there's like a test you can take if you just Google Four Tendencies. We can post it in the description. But essentially, like, my thing is, like, I question. So, like, if I want to do something internally, I just go and do it. Like, if I can convince myself that I need to do something, I typically do it. But if somebody else tries to convince me I need to do something, I will not do it. And then a shot being a rebel um, tendency. Do you want to explain what that is? Um, I'm a rebel. All right. So, anyways, Did rebels don't like being told. Rebels <laughs> don't, don't like, like being, being told, told what, to what to do. We like to they do. they don't like telling themselves what to do, and they don't like others telling them what to do. So, it's just kind of. And what's dumb is we like do, we do what we want. Rare. The rebels the most rare. So now he's like, oh, I'm special. I mean, I am, but that's beside the point. <laughs> no, we just we we do what we want. We don't like rules in most cases, if they, especially if they don't make sense. We don't like. Um, you know, people telling us what to do without telling us, uh, you know, offering an explanation or like why we should do something. Uh, in some cases, even if they do tell us why we should do something, we just don't like doing it. Um, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. But, and the other two, just for reference, are upholders, which meet all expectations, internal and external, and then obligers, which meet external expectations, but not internal. Um, obligers are the most common. They're the type of people that will say, uh, in high school, I used to run track, and I was super fit. Well, it's because there was a coach, there's a team, people made you show up. But if they, if they had to say, like, oh, I want to get in shape now, and, like, I want to run a marathon now or something, they they wouldn't do it because they would be like, well, um, nobody else is motivating them. So it's like an, if there's an external motivator, then they will – um, do it because they, they like societal pressure type of stuff. Yeah, I, li- but, I like that marathon uh, uh, example because um, I I chose to run a marathon five weeks out of the marathon just randomly. One day I was like, I want to run a marathon. And I went and signed up and ran it. Um, so I feel like that's a very rebel tendency, just like sort of doing what you want, right? Um, whereas uh, I think if uh, Matt ever wanted to do a marathon as a questioner, 
uh, he would have to start asking, how long is it? Where is it going to be? Where am I going to run? You know, uh, what's the weather going to be like? Do I have to buy a new shoe? Like uh, all of these different questions before he made a decision to go run a marathon. Uh, yeah. And each of them kind of has their own uh, anxiety that comes with it. Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah. Exactly yeah. what you just described about like, I'm, I'm a very much a planner, right? I question every single opportunity and outcome, every single what if, and then I make my plan based on it. He questions his Whereas... questions, guys. It's questionception. <laughs> questionception. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> um but anyways uh we, we can like deep dive that later because i think it's also pretty helpful like just to have you have to remember that like within all these books and like myers-briggs and different things like strength finder from gallup all these things it's like they're frameworks to help you get more information it doesn't necessarily define who you are you can still change the person you're malleable all that stuff um definitely but yeah but for today uh we wanted to discuss asking tough questions right because there's going to be a lot of tough questions you may have to ask moving forward with everything opening up due to COVID, right? You may have to ask your friends like, hey, were you vaccinated? Yes, no. So we're going to talk a little bit about how to kind of like maybe get what you want in a different way. So for instance, with that question, you could kind of be like, hey, my, my second shot was brutal, right? How was yours? So not like, hey, are you vaccinated, like attacking somebody, but like, hey, like, what was your experience with, you know, like the, the vaccine or what was your experience with the second shot? Like, did, did you have the flu? And um, then people can kind of like branch off from there, right? But beyond COVID, there's a lot of tough questions that you're going to have to ask in life um, from, fuck, a, a big one that I've never had to deal with is like, will you marry me? <laughs> that could be a tough question. Um, but also things like, you know, asking for promotions, asking for a raise, like all these types of different situations that you come into throughout life. And um, a lot of times it's rooted in the fact that we're afraid of the answer because we, with anxiety, tend to um, assume the worst. And then sometimes we're not afraid of the answer as much as we're afraid of asking the question, right? Because I think that those can be two very different things. You know, you might be afraid like Matt said, of getting a, a bad answer. But in some cases, you know the answer you're going to get. It's just asking the question uh, is the hard part. Um, and we'll, we can go through some examples of that uh, a little bit later on. But Matt, what's uh, since we have COVID going on, do you want to uh, dive a little bit deeper into the tough questions that have to do with sort of COVID and, like you said, things opening up? Um because it's not, I feel like it's not even just asking your friends, right? If you, if you have a gathering now, because things are open, you know, whether they're vaccinated or not. But it's also, you know, if someone coughs, like I saw Matt over the weekend, and he coughed like twice when we were out at a restaurant. And I was, uh, I mean, obviously, I know he doesn't have COVID. But like, if it was another friend that I hadn't seen, and I didn't know that it's like, how do you ask someone, hey, like, you're coughing? You know, do, are, do you have COVID? Is there something going on? <laughs> Or, um, you know, how do you ask a restaurant, right? Like, what are your COVID policies or what, whatever it is? Like, what precautions are you taking in a way so that it doesn't offend them, right? Obviously, they're open. They're following some sort of guidelines. But, I mean, maybe you just you want some more information. You want to feel more, more safe. So you want to learn uh, uh, the, um, 
the specifics of like what steps they've taken. Yeah, certainly. I mean, like Shab mentioned, I, I saw him this past weekend and uh, we went to, it wasn't a brewery, it was like Red Lion Tavern. A bar or something. It was a yeah. German beer garden. Yeah, okay. Um, and then, you know, we hung out with some friends and stuff. And at first, you're kind of like, well, you're around strangers, but then you're like, okay, well, we're outdoors. Everybody's wearing a mask outside. We're inside at a table. You take it off to eat type of thing, right? Like, I think more people are probably more aware of that than myself because I haven't gone to a restaurant in a year. This is the first time I've been at like a, even like an outdoor seating place. I've picked up fast food and stuff, but. Second time, right? I think you said you went a couple weeks ago to another outdoor restaurant. Oh, right. Shit. Yeah, I did. Um, now I'm out yeah, here keeping situation. track of like like Matt's thing. outdoor dining tendencies. What what has <laughs> right, my life come to? You you can count them on one hand. Um, <laughs> for for the recent months, anyways. Um, yeah, so you know, it's just one of those things where it can be tough to do. Just like it'd be tough to like ask somebody like, "Hey, can you wear a mask?" Especially uh, before vaccines are kind of readily available. That was kind of a tough question you might have to have. And really, it's like. Is it going to give you the peace of mind and benefit and help you? Like, if it's going to help you feel better, it's very tough to do. But sometimes you need to just kind of do it. So an example was, like, one of our friends in our group was saying that um, he's like, oh, I I missed my COVID test. And I'm like, you missed your test? So I was, like, getting, like, red flags immediately. I'm like, what the fuck? What do you mean you missed your test, right? And then I talked to him after and I was like, oh, like, what happened? You missed your test? And he's like, oh, I'm traveling soon and you have to get a negative test before you travel. Because like, he's already been vaccinated, right? But he's like, you have to get a negative test to prove that you can get on the plane. And he's like, I just missed the appointment earlier. So I was like, oh, okay. But, you know, that first instinct in my head was like, holy shit, this is a problem, right? Like, he, he missed the test because he's having symptoms or something and he didn't tell us. But then when I got further information, right, because my brain ran wild immediately. And then I was like, all right, let me just go ask. So I asked. And then he's like, yeah, I just have to do it. Like, it's fine. I don't feel anything. But like, you know, to travel, you have to get it. I was like, oh, I didn't even know that that was the case where, you know, when you're traveling to certain um, countries, you have to have a negative test. I think presenting any it. I international say, travel yeah, right now is um, requires a negative test. Oh, OK. So, see, I didn't even know. Right. So, like, in my head, it, I could have very easily been like, oh, my God, like, Maybe he has symptoms. Maybe he was hanging out with somebody that has symptoms. Maybe whatever. Wait, but I'm vaccinated. But is it good enough? All this stuff, right? Like that's what runs through your head in that split second. And then all it took was for me to just say, hey, for myself, I want to know what's going on here. So I just asked, right? And obviously it wasn't in like, I wasn't in like a very like an interrogative way or anything. I wasn't a dick about it. I just asked off to the side and he told me, right? It was no big deal. So it was like, oh, okay, cool, right? Like, it's like the sooner you can get those questions asked, the less buildup anxiety you have because you have an answer. So for a lot of things, if you just have an answer and you know kind of what's going to happen, you're less worried about it, right? It's like the some of the most anxiety you can have is like the doctor is like, hey, I'll call you in three days with your results. And you're like, well, just give me the results now. I'm like, I don't have them. I'll have them in three days. But those three days, it's like very... Um, very anxiety inducing if it's like a big test or something, right? Like I, I did this where I did like an STD test, right? For like, you know, all the common STDs plus like AIDS, HIV, everything, right? And I was like... And the test was lit up, huh? <laughs> no, dude. I'm full but, of positives? Yeah, it was, it was a... They're like, oh, you're just so positive. You're so happy all the time. Like, <laughs> no, doc, that's not what I meant. Uh, but I was like, there's no way I have this stuff, right? I always use like, you know, 
always have safe sex and all this stuff and like you know trust my partners and shit but it's like that little bit of fear that's like fuck what if something happened right and you know in that situation don't ever google symptoms or anything because like your health anxiety will trigger you're like well hiv can cause weight loss i've lost a few pounds the last week and like you start attributing it to that instead of saying that like you're just working out more or something or like eating less um so yeah it's like if you need the answer and you know it's going to help you try to take that step to do it and then maybe just start with smaller questions first with your friend group kind of practice on that um but know that for some questions like what are your COVID policies or whatever, right? Like maybe a lot of people don't want to ask the question kind of like in class where everybody says like, oh, thank you for asking the question because I'm sure other people had that same question, right? People are thinking it. They just don't want to be the person that says anything because now you're singled out as like the person who's like has the spotlight on them. No, definitely. Um, and I feel like questions like that, you know, even though you might, it might be tough for you to ask and it might be something that you feel anxious about, most cases, especially now that, you know, COVID, everyone knows how serious COVID is and like restaurants have taken precautions and stuff. Um, I, th- I think they already have answers prepared anyway. So it's like, just because it's a tough question for you doesn't necessarily mean it's a tough answer for them. It's most likely an answer that they have readily available that they can give you. And it's the same for most other cases, right? That has to do with COVID. If you, you know, if you ask, friend if they've been vaccinated and you know a not so direct way they obviously know if they've been vaccinated or not so it's a very readily available answer that you know you can get out of the way way very quickly and you don't have to get into specifics or whatever it is right people have um their own reasons for why they did or didn't get vaccinated and that that's on them um i mean as long as you're vaccinated right you're protected so i feel like that's that's the important part um, but again, a, a lot of these questions, the answers to them aren't, aren't necessarily difficult. Uh, it's just difficult for you to ask because it's such a sensitive topic. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that's that about COVID related tough questions. I mean, the cough can obviously be hard. Uh, anytime I hear anyone cough, it's just like <laughs> the, the first thing I think is this guy has COVID, but you know, chances are they don't. Like when Matt coughed, I was like, this guy has COVID. And I'm like, no, he doesn't. He's probably one of the safest people I know because he hasn't done anything for a year versus other people that I know and hang out with who, you know, go out weekly. So I've just been um, just coughing alone, safe at home, you know? That's good. Somebody asked me when I saw him, they're like, oh, you feel safe? And I was like, yeah, bro, we're all vaccinated. Like that's that, that was the point, right? We got to the finish line so I could, like, not have any worries about seeing you. Well, he says that, but then he worries as soon as someone says they missed the test. You you guys see what I mean? Well, that's He's like, I got no worries. He's all singing Hakuna Matata. He's he's singing Hakuna Matata over here. No, we discussed this. If if somebody's showing up to a fucking party with people and they have COVID symptoms and they're not taking, like, they don't let everybody know, like, hey, I'm feeling sick or whatever. I'm not going to show up. Like, you're just a fucking asshole and you should not fucking be friends with those people which like in that situation that's why i was like i don't think that's what he was doing do you think but... i have friends that are assholes matt well you're friends with me and i can be an asshole that's so. true you're the only one potentially um i mean i feel like if you trust the people and you know you know that they're not going to show up at your house with covid like it's 
right it's, but then, it's a like, matter there were of a lot like, of people like everybody's got a story like because we're hanging out with our friends everybody's got a story of like someone's like well i caught covid it's like how did you catch covid I'm like well i was hanging out with one of my friends who i trusted but then he's like oh my my girlfriend had or his girlfriend had symptoms and he didn't tell me and then like he had to quarantine or something right and then like or somebody else caught it because a coworker didn't know they had it so it's just one of those things where like even if you trust somebody people make mistakes right so at this point it's different now because people have been vaccinated now but you know eight months ago or something where like there were there were no vaccines it's very different because you have to kind of like be like yeah definitely do i really times. trust this person and like what if they have something and they don't know it it's much different now right but um i think some of it comes back to the tendencies right like matt feels more comfortable asking questions uh whereas as a rebel it's just like i'm vaccinated so i don't really give a shit like even if you had covid and you came over i really wouldn't care i'm hanging out outside we're taking precautions you're not you know showing symptoms so um i don't know different different mentalities uh but yeah i think that's that's all we had about tough questions with covid now tough questions at the workplace i think are another uh, big one uh workplace and then like matt said uh you know the relationship one uh so which one do you want to tackle first matt we can do um general relationship stuff so one thing with questions that i really like is like on a lot of dating apps now they will say things such as like um has kids yes or no right like drinks yes or no smokes weed yes or no like does drugs yes or no like wants kids yes or no like i'm basically listed out all the shit on hinge so if anybody's ever used that app like it gives you a pretty good breakdown of like what's available for people sorry all the ones on grinder you said yeah yeah <laughs> i'm just kidding yeah that, well, that... i was on grinder but it was just a bunch of dudes so i was like i can make friends but i guess not a lot of women use the platform you said that um no that's pretty interesting and i feel like that kind of sucks because you know what if you hit it off with someone and they drink now but you know you find that it's not something that you know you like them doing and they stop drinking or they drink less right i feel like it it sort of disqualifies people from right i mean even getting a chance people are fluid Right, people change throughout their lifetime. No, we I'm are... pretty solid. I don't know about that, dude. You're looking a little. Never mind. Um, but you know, people can definitely change, right? And obviously, if we didn't think people could change, we wouldn't be having a podcast about changing your life for a better way, right? If you're anxious now, doesn't mean you have to be anxious forever. Um, so it does disqualify people, like you said, but. It's one of those things that like if you know what you're looking for, like if you know you never want to have kids, right? And you know that you don't want to date somebody with kids, a lot of people would be like, Well, like you're kind of a dick because like what if they're a really great person, you really click, but it's something that's like it's something you're not willing to ever compromise on. I think it's better to just disqualify people early on so you can just focus on what is in line with your goals and that way that you don't have to either make them compromise or make yourself compromise in the future. Right, so but, I mean, obviously, we, we like just drinking, about being fluid, though, and like how everyone is fluid. Like, just because you disagree with something right this moment doesn't mean that's always going to be true. You sure, may not you want can change kids, in the future. Yeah, you may not want kids right now, but you get with the right person and you decide, hey, I actually do want kids. Like, 
very sure changing. you can change yeah but if you know you don't want kids right now and like you don't want to date somebody that has kids there's no reason to say oh i might change my mind it's like right now i don't want this thing let me pursue this if three four or five years down the road i have a different mindset you change your filter settings right it's like if you're looking for a job in a certain industry you target that industry for the most part right you can say like oh let me start over here and then work my way to this yeah, industry but, but see job you can't even com- you can't compare jobs to relationships it's like a job is temporary. You're not permanently going to be there for the rest of your life, whereas a relationship is. You, you could be in a, a job for the rest of your you life. You could there are be. People that right. work for 40 years, right? It's very rare now. Yeah, but, but it's the same a relationship thing with like, is much more permanent. So it's like you can't just really. say. I mean, it, it, I mean, marriage is pretty permanent, but like relationships are, are very fluid too, right? Because people change, they adapt. But it's like if you're going to ask those tough questions to get an answer early on, it's better to to know day one versus knowing day 600 or something, right? And I guess like a, a better example to illustrate this is like I had a friend who was dating somebody for like five years and he always wanted to have kids, right? And she was like, eventually they talked about it and they were like going to get married, whatever. And she's like, I never want to have kids. But they had never brought it up in their five-year relationship. So at that point, he's like, but I thought we were working towards having a family. We talked about getting a house together, all this stuff. And she's like, no, I just, I never want to have kids. Now, of course, they were kind of young. She could change her mind, right? That's like not a reason to just be like, fuck you forever. But in that moment, he's like, this is something I will not compromise on. I want to have a family one day. And if you're dead set on not doing it, we, like, we're going to have issues, right? And he's like, instead of having issues in another five years, I'd rather just get it sorted now. Because at that point, he's like, well, fuck, I wasted five years of my life because I thought you wanted kids. Yeah. And they never brought it up because it's like, it is a weird thing to bring up, right? Like, if you want to talk about kids or if they already have kids or if you want to talk about what your financial goals are, these types of situations where it's like, when you're alone and single, you're like, well, dude, I can do whatever I want, right? But then when you're dating somebody or you are married to them, it's a much bigger conversation, right? You're, you have to have like stuff in line. Otherwise, you're going to have fights down the road. No, definitely. That's true. But I don't know. This is why I'm glad I'm married and I can't date anymore because uh, dating in today's uh, climate would not be fun. I mean, I guess it makes sense for you, right? You're a questioner. You get all your questions answered from the forefront. So it works out. Um, It's funny that we're going back to these tendencies, but it is pretty interesting to, to see how uh, the two different entities look at it because like you would ask all those questions and you're getting the answers up front Sorry. right but i will say like a questioner doesn't necessarily mean that you question things in the context of the book a questioner is specifically that you meet internal expectations and not external expectations because you don't trust people to make decisions for you like you you can be a person who's skeptical and curious and ask a lot of questions and not be a questioner tendency right but anybody anybody can have that that range so it doesn't necessarily mean like for people listening that like you if you question a lot of things that you fall into something right because I, it's it's about like the um the expectations like it's basically like uh, how you handle tasks the, the three questioners i know in my life all ask a lot of questions so according to my personal experience with questioners you guys question everything so well we question external motivators so i don't question myself because i know what i want but if you tell me to do something i will be like why do you want me to do this so like in work 
it happens a bunch where somebody will say, make this change. And I go, why? And if they just say, make the change. And like, that's their end all answer. I won't do it. Then you'll get fired. Like, well, because then I argue that their change is bad because they can't, they can't say what the change is. Like if they don't keep a change log of software changes and then typically people will back me in that situation. Cause they're like, well, what are the changes? Why are you doing this? Cause other people need to know for a business purpose. But for me, I need to know because it's an expectational purpose. So Note like, to self, don't hire any questioners because as a rebel, I will fire them. <laughs> yeah, but as a rebel, it's hard for you because you don't meet internal or external expectations. So you will still question if somebody tells you to do something, right? So you're, you're still a questioner in that sense. Just you don't, you don't have your internal locus of control. You also question yourself because you'd be like, do I want to go to the gym tomorrow at 7 p.m.? And you're like, maybe I don't want to go to the gym, so I'm not going to put it on my calendar. But if I show up tomorrow at 7 p.m. and I'm free and I want to go to the gym, I'm going to go, right? So like you Pretty still much. question things. Just we're just like more vocal, I think, about questioning who we see as like outsiders, right? In the sense of like somebody just shows up and they're like a genie and they're like, you must do this thing to save the universe. I'm like, nah, I ain't doing shit. <laughs> Whereas you might be like, that sounds like a fun adventure. Let me, let me save the universe. Pretty much. That sounds about right. Anyway, what was I trying to talk about? Um, uh, work questions. No, I know. Or, uh, I actually, like I'm sorry, relationship about something questions. Specifically. Marriage, yeah, I can't dating. date because of all the questions. Oh, yeah, it makes sense for you because you get the questions up front. But, like, for someone like me, like, I'd rather, you know, it's like the spontaneous aspect of it. You like someone, you don't have to know everything about them. Uh, you learn that stuff, and then, you know, I feel like if you um like someone enough or love someone enough you guys will uh, make it work whatever whatever that is um but that you know other than you know in in the olden days uh the the tough question in the beginning was uh will you go out with me uh i feel like matt doesn't have that problem anymore in today's day and age because he just swipes left or right or whichever direction it is and it just works out you don't even have to ask will you go out with me it's all about the swipes. Well, if they've already swiped on you, then you know they're willing to go out with you because they've made that first move in a sense, right? Like, obviously, like, if, like, you're not going to swipe on somebody you're not interested in, why at not? least a little bit. Why, why wouldn't you? I mean, some people will do the approach of just, like, swipe on everything and then filter out, but then that causes its own issues because then you're just like, well, cool. Like, now you have to just, someone's like, oh, my God. I can't believe you swiped on me. Like you're super attractive or something. And then you're just like, oh, you look at their profile and you're like, you have like three kids or something like that disqualifies you or whatever, right? <laughs> that's pretty funny. In this, in a sense. So like, I, I don't, I, I did it like the first time I was using dating apps. Was like, that's what people tell you. Just like, oh, just swipe left and filter or swipe right or whatever it is. And like filter afterwards. But like it creates situations that like you don't want to be a part of because, um, you're, you're, it's like you're just doing it to see what sticks as opposed to like more of a targeted approach, right? But a lot of it is because you don't know what you want and you don't know what questions you would even ask because a lot of people don't think about those questions, right? Before they um, they date, they just do what you did, right? It's like just it's fun, it's love, let's, ha let's have a good time, which is great, right? If that's what you want to do, that's perfect. But um, it's just like if you have something that's like, a really tough question that you're going to have to ask one day and it's like a hundred percent no from you right then i don't know i just see it as like i don't mind spending time with people 
and getting to know them and like dating and whatever uh because that's always fun for me and like building relationships is great but it's also like if i'm not in line with where they want to be i don't want them to waste their time yeah i guess that's true anyway going back to the tough question used to be you know will you go out with me i guess that doesn't really exist anymore um but i think the next and and like when that happened right i feel like for a lot of guys uh, especially ones that are more maybe introverted, more shy, cause a lot of anxiety because you don't know what they're going to say. Now, you know, when when I was younger, in like high school, uh, I had anxiety about that question too, right? I think the biggest one was we, uh, you know, asking asking someone to dance, right? Like when you go to a club or something. You know, it's like, oh, what if they say no? What if, they, what if this and that? You just don't know. It's a tough question to ask. But what, um, what, what you quickly realize going to a club is that you got to use the shotgun approach and you have to just go up and ask. And you're probably going to get denied 10 times, but then the 11th time someone will be willing to dance with you. Um, and, uh, you know, it, going out can kind of be like that too. Like just because someone doesn't want to go out with you doesn't mean that you should stop trying um, it just means that maybe they're not the right person, right? Because going out, you know, building a relationship has to work both ways. You know, you have to like them, they have to like you, whatever that means. So, you know, just because you get denied once doesn't mean you should stop. You have to put yourself out there in order to know whether, um, you know, to find out what's out there and find the right one for you. Similarly, I feel like once relationships get a little bit further along, you know, those questions do come up about kids. Obviously, now it's sort of up front, but, you know, those questions do come up and they can be very tough to ask in person. So it's nice that the app sort of allows you to put that in there. And I guess, like you said, for some people that are looking for something specific, they can. But even those questions, I feel like, you know, having asking it can be tough. But if you're in the right relationship, if it's going the right way, um, you know, maybe you can find out why or why not certain people have certain uh want things a certain way right and you can work through that and maybe that changes you know maybe maybe they say i don't want kids because i want to advance my career or whatever it is right and i don't want to be you know held back by my kids so you talk through it and you figure out hey like you know all right like how far in advance do you want your career to go right like you know maybe when you get there you know Will you reconsider, like, you know, all these different, like, discussions you can have um, to, you know, if, if you guys want different things, to come to a compromise and find a solution that works for both of you and for your relationship. Yeah, a lot of times, if you don't ask those tough questions, and that's why I'd rather do it sooner than later, right? Because it builds anxiety, and then also, you may find out that somebody's in the situation I said earlier with my friends, like you're just incongruent in that way, right? And you find out kind of maybe not too late in the game because obviously like you enjoyed their presence for a long time type of thing. But then you're just like, well, shit, like you, you're going to feel like you lost time or you lost your youth or opportunity, whatever, right? It's one of the fallacies that we can fall into. But it's very similar with um, kind of transitioning into work-related questions as well, right? Because um, think about it, even when you're interviewing for a job, one of the things that they'll ask you early on is usually like, well, what do you want for a salary? And 
a lot of articles and books will recommend you don't give an exact range because if you're or like if you're if your exact number let's say you're like I'll accept ten thousand dollars right for this this position that's what I expect to get paid but they're paying fifty thousand they're gonna pay you ten right but with your career um, getting into those types of things they're also very important as well right like asking those questions and it may be you have to ask the tough questions to yourself first before you're ready to ask them to other people right why do I want this for my career? Why do I not want kids? Why do I want kids? Why do I, why won't I date somebody with kids? Or why will I only date somebody who already has a family, right? Because in that situation, you could be infertile and you're like, well, I only want to date somebody that already has kids because then I can, I can never have kids of my own, but like I can have a family. Or maybe right? you just don't want to raise the kids, whatever it is. Right. It's all individual to the person, right? But with your career, when you asking questions like, well, will you promote before me? we get to the career though like i feel like there was still some relationship stuff to talk about oh what else uh like asking for a girl's hand in marriage right like asking her parents definitely a very tough question like the, you know the example you gave in the beginning like popping the question to uh you know marry someone oh girls guys whatever it is uh, your significant other's parents um or asking them to you know to marry you like both of those are very, very tough questions as well. Even though, Matt, you, you don't have any experience with it yet, I'm sure one day you will. It'll be a very tough question. That you know of, I could have been told no, and I just moved on. I would have known. Oh, for sure, because nobody would ever tell me no. Come on, I'm a total catch. Uh, I, I hope I hope <laughs> they wouldn't. You, you, are, you are a good catch, though. Um... But yeah, so the, so the first one, right? Like, I still remember when I asked my uh, my wife's parents um, for her hand in marriage and just, like, reaching out and, like, I couldn't sleep the night before and, like, I had rehearsed, like, you know, what I was going to say. And I got there and I was feeling very, very anxious just, like, sitting there. And, again, there was no reason to think that they were going to say no. Like, I, we'd been dating for years at this point. Like, we got along well. There was... You know, the, the, I knew the answer was going to be yes, but there was still that anxiety with it because, like, it's a very big step, right? Regardless of whether they say yes or no, just, like, asking for their hand in marriage sort of makes things more real. And I think that that's, um, that's part of the reason that you get anxiety is because, you know, shit just got real. Like, what was once a concept in your mind, even if you bought a ring, whatever it was, like, what was once something that you were just planning? Well, now it's something, it's it's happening. It's becoming a reality. And it can cause a lot of change, right? Like, obviously, it's a very big life-changing event. Um, and, you know, now they're going to see you differently, right? Your SO's parents. Uh, you're going to see them differently. Um, you know, you might be anxious because now someone knows that you're planning on doing this. And they might slip up and tell, you know, your significant other accidentally and then it ruins like if you're trying to surprise them ruins the surprise whatever it is um so in those cases i mean again like back then i you know i wrote sort of a speech of what i was going to say i <laughs> practiced it to memory i showed up early to wherever i was going you know i got a good good seat there to make sure that i can see when they're pro approaching it's like taking all these steps a lot of the things that we've talked about like preparation um can be very important and then once once you're prepped right uh asking the question itself 
isn't that big a deal. It's like they showed up, you know, I was anxious until they showed up. As soon as they did, it was fine. I asked the question. You know, they obviously said yes. Since I'm married now. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, and that that was that. So a lot of it goes back to what we've been talking about throughout this whole podcast is, you know, being prepared, rehearsing, right? Like knowing what to expect. Um, maybe playing those things in your mind. You know, what if they do say no? You know, what what do you do so you're not caught by surprise and um and, and, and feel negatively because of it? And then sort of along those same lines, you know, once it comes time to uh to propose you know, that can obviously be a very, very big question because even though asking the parents is like semi-permanent, like proposing is something a little bit more permanent, right? Now you're actively taking the step, you're telling the other person. And interestingly enough, I had zero anxiety when I, you know, popped the question. And I think it it it, it all goes back to one, our relationship was obviously going well. She had an inkling that was going to happen. We, we had talked about marriage. We had talked about building a life together. So it wasn't like she was going to say no. There was a chance, right? There always is, but chances are she was going to say yes. Uh, again, preparation. I had prepped. I had hired a photographer. I'd visited where I was going to do it. I had, you know, planned a whole bunch of stuff out. Uh, I had people there with me. Um you know, sort of on the way there and, and while we were there um, as like moral support, just like to be, you know, someone that's close to you to be there with you. Uh, I had all of our friends there to support. So, uh, you know, doing all that again, when it came down to it, the question itself wasn't hard. It was everything leading up to it. Uh, and as long as you've prepared enough, as long as you have rehearsed and done everything you need to, um, you know, it's, it'll usually work out. Okay. You'll, you know, you, you'll feel less anxious about it. And I had practiced, you know, getting on one knee dressed in what I was going to dress that day, you know, made sure that whatever pocket that I had the ring in was going to be easily accessible when I got down, uh, you know, making sure I didn't rip my pants as I was doing it. So <laughs> these are all things that you don't really think about, but if you prepare for it, right then you don't have to worry about it as much. Yeah, you didn't do leg day right before, so you couldn't you couldn't get down on one knee, you didn't groan, you know. Just exactly. Super smooth, you were good to go. Yeah, and like you said, in the relationship, you'd already talked somewhat about marriage, you've talked about building a life together, you talked about plans, so you already did a lot of the tough questions, right? They, they maybe came up more organically, because obviously when we're talking about asking these tough questions, we, we don't mean like, walk up to somebody and be like, where do you see yourself in 10 years? And if you don't see your life plan going and living in this city with three kids and a, a picket fence, then like, I can't talk to you, right? It's more of just like having a better inkling of understanding what those answers may be when those tough questions come up, right? Right? Because if, I know this happens a lot too, where people are like, oh, like, I always thought I'd move back to like the state where I grew up. And you're like, well, this is the first time I'm hearing of it. But it's like, you hear about it like after you're already married and then causes issues right so like the sooner the better and the way i kind of think of it is um because this happened to me i went to an amusement park and um had a front of the line pass so i went to the amusement park where we're going on this big scary roller coaster i'm not a big roller coaster person 
And the first time I was going to go on it, I panicked. But it's because in the line, you had to wait like 30 minutes to an hour to actually get on the ride. Yep. It's like, fuck. Like, oh my God, I'm not going to like it. It's going to be too fast. It's going to go upside down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to puke because like I get motion sickness sometimes. So I'm just in my head, right? Fuck, 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 fuck. But I went one time and I had a um, front of the line pass. So because I had a front of the line pass, uh, you walk up the the back or like the um, the exit gate. You walk up to it, you flash your pass, they put you on the ride. So in this particular example, I was sitting in the ride ready to go within like two minutes of, of saying like, hey, let's go on this ride. Right. Now, the ride started and I had anxiety immediately because it was one of those things where like you have to like climb up. It was a like a like a supreme scream type thing. It like not very formal. Like it's like the drop thing. So like, you know, you, they slowly raise you and you can see the entire fucking city. I was like, I could see my goddamn home from here. Now they're going to drop me to the fucking floor at this like high speed. <laughs> but in the relation back to the, the questions is like asking tough questions up front can kind of be like a front of the line pass to subverting some of that anxiety because you just get your answer. You're on the ride. And then whatever happens on the ride, you know that like you'll be OK after the ride. Right. You know, so if you're like, hey, an example I used earlier was like, hey, like negative COVID test, what's going on? And they're like, oh, um, I just have to get it to fly. OK, cool. Right. It's like I'm already on the roller coaster. I'm good. I'm not waiting in line being like, oh, my God, like what's going on in my own head? Like you just you almost like you don't give yourself the time to think because the more that you think with anxiety, the more you might be paralyzed by the what ifs and the amount of choices you have to make. Right. So like in that situation where you already did all the prep work, you were good to go. You're like, the ring's going to be in this pocket. I'm going to get down on this knee because because then you can get in your head like, should I get on my right knee or my left knee? Yep. And then you're like, well, what looks better for the photographer? Well, the photographer is going to be on the east side. So the sun's going to be over there. And then like, you know, it's like just so many choices you have to make. Right. And that's why as humans, we like to have routines. Right. Whatever routine you build is what you're going to consistently do because our brains love shortcuts. We do not like having to make 10 million choices a day because um, it's very easy to overload us yeah, and a way to help battle some of that is to be more mindful guys uh when matt was over we went out to walk my dog and uh you know him and him and my uh, andrea were just talking and you know just talking the whole time and i was just like slowly walking uh, a little bit in front of them with the dog and matt's like you know when you're so quiet what do you think about are you thinking i'm like you know sometimes and sometimes i'm just walking the dog he's like yeah i have like 20 million questions whatever number it was going on in my head i'm like well you're not being mindful like the, the whole thing we preach right is being man- mindful you know being present at in the moment of what you're doing as long as you can like practice that and be more mindful you won't have all those questions so other than preparation uh, i mean i guess being mindful is something you have to prepare for too and you have to meditate and you know learn um but it is a very important part of being able to ask these tough questions as well or going on a roller coaster you're right if you're standing in line the whole time on a roller coaster and you're just like looking up and you're like oh shit what if this happens what if that happens oh no i just i heard some rattling what if a screw is loose what if like you just build up your anxiety even more but if you're present in your moment you're talking to your friend about something you know you're involved in that conversation that's happening um or you're just you know you're being Maybe you're meditating, you're focusing on your breathing, you're not really thinking about all that other stuff. Um, you know, there's a lot less anxiety. Like going back to the example of um, of the friend at the party who, you know, who had missed the test. Uh, 
you know, if you start getting in your head and asking all these, like, letting your anxiety build up about it, right? Like, what if he had COVID? What if, why, why did he miss his test? Why did this happen? Why did that happen? You know, how far, you know, how long has he had COVID? Am I gonna, am I exposed? Am I this? Am I that? Like, you're just continually building more and more anxiety. Whereas if you're a little bit more mindful and you hear that, and you just go straight up and you're like, hey, like, heard you have a test or you missed your test, what's going on? Instead of letting that all get to you first, uh, you're, you know, you've sort of cut off the anxiety before it can get away from you. Yeah. yeah. And that that's what I saw in that moment. It's like, I'm going to, I'm going to take, I mean, I didn't have this analogy the other day, but it's right. like, I'm going to take that front of the line pass to get my result immediately and just ask, right? Yeah. So instead of me thinking about it and then asking somebody else like, hey, what did he say about this? You know, it's just, I was like, hey, like you missed the test. What happened? He's like, oh, I have to you know, do it for travel. Perfect, right? I'm like, oh shit. So immediately my anxiety was over because in that moment, it's also hard because like we're hanging out, we're having a good time. Like I trust everybody there. So like, it's almost like I forget the COVID exists. I'm like, holy shit, I'm just seeing some of my best friends, some of my favorite people in the world. I'm getting to hang out with them. We're talking about our life updates and kids and friends and relationships and who's starting to golf now because that's a thing and uh, just having a great time. And then it kind of brought me crashing back down to like reality where it's like, oh shit, there is things going on outside the world, right? Right, um, definitely. But, but yeah, you know, you just, you get a, get on top of it as soon as you can. And, and look, I mean, it can be tough to ask tough questions, right? They're called tough for a reason. So if for whatever reason you're really not comfortable asking, Maybe you can ask a friend who was a part of that conversation or ask like a friend who you know is more direct with people and they will ask for you. Or ask a different way right. like Matt brought up in the beginning, right? Instead of being so direct, you know, uh, maybe you ask it in an indirect way. Uh, I think that's uh, that's enough about relationships. I know you want to talk a little bit about work questions and uh, the one that you were specifically asking about was promotions right earlier when i said let's continue on relationships or yeah, it's salary a lot of, maybe yeah promotion salary right like those are also kind of tough questions that you're gonna one day ask your boss right and you will hear a lot um if you don't ask it'll never happen which is so true right like if you never like real quick for relationships if you never say like will you go on a date with me it'll never happen right if you never say I mean, maybe you will like get promoted. Like some companies have like pretty good like review cycles, and they they see top performers and they will promote you. But a lot of times you're gonna have to ask like, "Hey, I'm thinking about becoming a manager. I'm thinking about becoming this, or like I want to be a team lead. You know, what do you think? How can we get there together? What should I start doing? What skills do I need to learn? You know, what gaps I need to fill? That type of stuff. Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, the last not the last one, but like two promotions ago. Like the way that it was brought up is I basically, I got my performance review, right? And I had exceeds expectations on everything. And the year before I had had the same thing, exceeds expectations on everything. So then this time when I got it, I was like, all right, so that's two years in a row I've exceeded expectations. Like, you know, is there something more for me? So I, like, I went and talked to my boss and I was like, hey, like, what's, what's the plan for my position, right? Like, where do I go from here? Because if I'm just exceeding expectations every year, I'm not learning anything new. I'm not growing. Like, there's no reason for me to be in this role or in this company if, I, you know, if you guys don't have a plan for me to continue moving up. Because, you know, you do want to, I'm not saying you want to, like, have 
whatever uh you know doesn't meet expectations or whatever or like get put into a role where like you're gonna fail but you definitely want to be in a role where you're gonna learn something new where you know you're going to be uh challenged a little bit so that you can get better and continue growing whether it's uh personal growth or whether it's within the company or whatever it is so you know if i hadn't asked that question if i hadn't gone like hey you know what's you know what's the plan for my position where do you guys see my position you know down the line uh i that that topic would have never been brought up and i would have never had the opportunity to 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 get promoted so it's very important in a lot of cases to you know to bring it up if you know you're doing well if other people see you doing well and you're not moving in any real direction you know maybe it's time you bring it up and you you know, you see what happens. And if the company isn't willing to uh, promote you or to, you know, to give you higher pay or whatever it is when you're doing all this, you know, maybe it's time you start looking elsewhere. Um, and you start asking yourself the question of why am I really here? That's a tough question to ask too. Why do I continue to stay at this job that doesn't appreciate me? Um, you know, I give it my all and I don't get anything in return. You know, why am I here? And in that case, maybe after you ask that tough question, your answer is because it's comfortable. And then you have to ask yourself, do I want to be comfortable or do I want to continue growing? Because in some cases, being comfortable might be what you want to be. You know, maybe you just had some kids. Maybe um, you just moved. Maybe you have other things going on in your life and you don't want to worry about, you know, a new job, learning, growing, whatever it is. Maybe you just want to maintain where you're at. And that's completely fine, too. But again, these are all tough questions, not only for you to ask others, but for you to ask yourself as well. Certainly. And one thing that we've mentioned a bunch before is kind of being on more like a more of a stoic mindset where you control the things that you have control over and then you don't worry about the things that you can't control. So in this situation of tough questions, you can control you asking the question. You can control you bringing up a topic. You can control taking that initiative. You cannot directly control the responses. You can indirectly control it in the sense of a promotion. You can do a really good job. You can make sure that your boss knows it. You can make sure that you've told your boss before, hey, I'm thinking about applying for this new position or I want to be a team lead or something, right? You can control some of it. But at the end of the day, if you go to your boss, you've done everything right, and you just say, hey, boss, I really want this position. And they just go, absolutely not. Fuck off. You're dumb. I hate you. Right? I hope that never happens. That's a very exaggerated response. I don't think that's common at all. Um, then you, you can control how you react to that new stimulus that's been put in front of you and then have another set of can I control this or not type of quick questioning with yourself. But at the end of the day, it is something where like you do have control over it. You just have to take that step forward, right? Understand what you want, understand what they want. And that's why it's tough not to belabor the tough point because especially in relationships, right? Everything's a relationship, right? You and your boss, that's a relationship. You and your significant other, another relationship. You and your friends, same thing, right? You're building all these relationships and it can be very tough because you don't want to be the bad guy, right? You don't want to say, Hey, were you vaccinated? Yes. No. Um, you know are you do you want kids yes no are you going to promote me yes no but if you never take that step forward 
in the direction of getting what you truly want, once you know what you truly want, you really won't get it. I mean, I don't think right? that necessarily makes you a bad guy, though. Like, I feel like asking those questions doesn't make you a bad person. It's just... the Unfortunately, the notion with some of that stuff is that the more sure of what you want, some people in society will tell you you're being a dick because they're like, oh, I asked for a promotion. And your boss might be like, well, why do you deserve a promotion? And then you're like, well, because of this, 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 right? But a lot of times people are like, oh, you're, you're greedy. Like, why aren't you happy where you're at? Whatever. But it's like, there's no, there's no reason why you can't want to grow and achieve more, right? It's just that, like, on a societal level, people will be like, or, or even, for instance, let's say, going back to earlier where I said maybe you're, like, dead set on not dating somebody who already has kids, right? People will say, oh, you're a bad person, like... What if, what if she was in a bad situation in this example where it's like a, a guy, girl, like if they're asking me, like, well, what if, what if she was in a bad situation, had a bad relationship, had a few kids and it's like, okay. But like, if that's something I will not compromise on, that's my boundary, right? Yeah. Everybody has their own boundaries and the, those tough questions help make sure that you're acting in accordance to those boundaries, right? So like if you're at a position and you say, you know, if, if I don't get a promotion within the next two years... I'm going to leave. And then two years rolls around, you don't get promoted. And then you stay there for another three or four years. It's kind of like you're not living in accordance to your truth. And then you start to just think like, well, I guess I just don't deserve it. I guess I didn't try hard enough. I guess I didn't do this. Because it's hard to see those alternative paths. Or and maybe, sometimes those alternative yeah. paths. Yeah. But no, continue. Well, what about those alternative paths? I was going to say, sometimes those alternative paths unlock. Like the key to those locks and some of those paths is just those tougher questions, right? Right. No, that's true. And I mean, in some case, maybe, you know, maybe your outlook changes, right? Maybe staying at a company for two years, not getting promoted, you've gotten promoted enough at this point where, you know, maybe at this point it turns into if I'm at a company for five years and I don't get promoted, then I have to leave because you are, I feel like anyone in any career is going to hit a point, right, where um, it's going to more or less taper off your like your growth potential especially within a company is going to taper off but even within an industry you know if you've hit on the executive level there's really nowhere else for you to go like if you've hit that level that's like you're at the top like what where else do you maybe you go to another company uh and maintain that same position but you're not gonna move up any higher so that's the thing, like those things can change. And as you reach higher and higher management levels, that um, the the span within those is going to fluctuate. It's going to get longer and longer. Because when you're just starting off, when you're, you know, um, what, what do they call like the lowest level, like an associate or a assistant or um, whatever, when you're newly hired. It, it depends on the position, yeah. Whatever it is, when you're newly hired, right? Like, yeah, you should plan to work hard enough and get promoted every every couple of years, right? Like to continue moving up ahead. But then as you get into more management positions, more uh, maybe VP positions, that, that changes. That, that span becomes a little bit longer because now you're at a level that maybe you can't get promoted unless someone else leaves, right? Or you can't get promoted unless uh, you've had X number of years of experience because that's what the industry is looking for. Like in my case, right? Like I, I know I want to be a CTO. I need like 
15 years of experience to become a CTO, 10, 15, whatever it is. Like, the thing is, I'm not there yet. So there's, <laughs> even if I wanted to, even if there was, I, I had all the qualifications, I had all the knowledge for it. I just, in most cases, I don't have the experience to do that. So it won't happen. Uh, and similarly, like if you're within a company and you want a position like that, where it's a executive level position, there's only one executive level position, right? In a company, there's only one CEO, one CFO, one CTO, one CIO, one COO, one whatever C, X, X being whatever letter O. So, you know, you either have to wait till they, they leave and hopefully have built your qualifications enough so that you get promoted to it, move to another company and apply for that position once you have all the you know experience you need. Um, or three, you just have to stay in your position, right? Like you have to stay where you're at until that time comes, or maybe you're comfortable where you're at and you just stay there forever, right? Or for as long as, uh, you see fit for as long as, um, you're comfortable until something changes, uh, and you decide to do something else, right? Maybe you have kids, you're in a position, you're there until your kids leave your house and then they're gone. You're like, well... I have more time now, maybe I want to take on more responsibilities and I want to, you know, go to a different company, start a separate business, do something else on the side, move up in the company, whatever it is. Yeah, one of the precursor questions you have to ask yourself, which is kind of a tough question, it's a two-parter, is one is how do you define happiness? Because that's important for the next question. And the next question being, are you happy? Right? So if you're happy with what you're doing in the role that you're in, at the level you're at at your work, in the relationships that you have, all that stuff, if you're really happy, then keep doing what you're doing. Yep. Right? But if you want to make a change and it's going to involve one of those tough questions, and but you know that that may get you happiness down the road, um, then you need to take those steps towards that. Right? The same way that we talk a lot about you know, meds, right? Meditation, exercise, diet, sleep, make sure you're doing those every day. Well, they're hard to do, right? We fall off constantly the same way that like, there's tough questions that I'm sure me and a shot have in the back of our heads as well. saying like, I really don't want to fucking ask that thing today, right? I'll wait. But there comes a time and place when you know that it's going to be a detriment to your mental health, to your anxiety. And that's where you want to step in and, and try to get ahead of it. Right? So if you just think about those things, it can be tough. It can make you sad, right? If you're not in the best of situations at home, obviously we always wish you, you know, health and happiness, but there are situations where maybe things aren't going great for you. And it's like, what do you have control over? What can you do now? What, and maybe sometimes you don't even know what questions you should be asking. You don't know that you should ask your boss. Hey boss, can I be a team lead? Can you promote me? What's my career path look like? Not every company does that. Um, so definitely just try to like explore that, lean on your community, lean on your friends, your family, and ask them what they did, right? How, how they're managing things, so on and so forth, right? How they handled, you know, so if I was going to go ask somebody to marry me, I'd be like, hey, a shot. how did you handle it when you were talking to your, your parents? You know, you said you're really anxious. You know, I get anxious sometimes, right? How, how did you navigate that, right? Okay, you prepared, right? Because right now, you know, a million things are running through my head too, going, oh, shit. 
I never thought to like wear the suit or not the suit because you didn't propose in a suit. Obviously, that'd be very obvious. You probably were going to wear whatever T-shirt and shorts. I actually did propose in a suit. You're wearing a suit at the at the beach. Yep. Oh, okay. And yeah, in that situation, you, you, I was like, wait a minute, I, am I misremembering? No, yeah, I, okay. I just planned it out well, where you know, the right, plan was to like go out to a dinner, fancy right? dinner, exactly. Yeah, so we were and then all you went on the up. beach, and then we were holding the sign, and yeah, okay, yeah, there you go. A uh, uh, shot did it in the cutest fucking way possible. It was like right out of a movie, where he's like, oh, look at the like binoculars on the pier, and the binoculars were set to like all of his friends holding up a sign saying, "Will you marry me?" Thank you. Yeah. So if you have any questions about that, by all means, reach out to this guy. This guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, people thought I was crazy when I first said I wanted to do it. They were like, how is that going to work? Well, I don't understand. I don't get what you mean by you're going to do this and that. But then once it was done, everyone was like, hey, great idea. Yeah, I, to- I totally thought <laughs> that it was a great idea from the very beginning. Yeah, I mean, shit, you... Some of those things can be tough questions to you, right? In in this in the same regard of like getting asked a tough question, right? We're gonna talk about how to respond to tough questions, right? And we can talk about that ask next time. Uh, yeah. I think that's it for now. Uh, sorry, we talked your ears off, um, but thank you all for listening. Um, stay safe, stay healthy. You know, ask those tough questions. Start with yourself, and then maybe you start asking them to uh, others around you whenever you need to. Uh, but until next time, take care.